0: To the lead, overpass bounds away, hot set into the clear. Oscar's fortune runs on. It's overpass. Oscar's fortune trying valiantly, but he comes away overpass and he wins it again. Overpass.
1: Welcome to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain, look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot, live from the Gold Coast with John Walter, who's fresh off a week with uh, the missus' birthday. Happy birthday, back again. Birthday week. How'd you survive it? Fresh.
2: <laughs> Yeah, a bit shell shocked to be fair. Uh, the the the, uh, the birthday's long in the past. Getting half a day off to have lunch, but um, yeah, a lot to digest on this week's show.
1: Amazing. Uh, the Grinch has uh, stolen Christmas. Rose Hill. The Grinch has put Rose Hill up for sale. Has the news travelled south down to Melbourne, DK?
0: Oh yeah, it certainly has. As I as I keep saying, <coughs> not a quiet week in racing. It just something always happens. Something always pops up. It's one of the reasons we love this sport. So. Uh, and I've got a new, got a new, we've got a trade next to me. The last time I was sitting next to this bloke, I was clerking for him at the call of the card. Well, he's trying to back things to win 100000 <laughs> Welcome, Trav Noonan.
3: Thanks, DK. <laughs> Unfortunately, we didn't win 100000 no. That would have been good. But uh, no, it's good to be back inside the uh, little Birdie HQ Melbourne studio. Didn't know how to find it, but uh, it was good to be back in here. Uh,
1: the Lair and the Labyrinths. But uh big uh, big win yesterday. DK might have uh, tipped you guys into a little winner, a short price winner. It was uh, heavily back. Plenty of ammo trotted in yesterday at Sandown, sand and uh, one of the more impressive wins we've seen. And, wow, all over that one, DK, looks like a promising horse. Definitely a group quality level. Nailed that. But... uh think it's going to be a, uh, a pretty ballsy and meaty show, so we'll talk about that horse probably next time he steps out. But... Rose Hill up for sale has just taken, I guess, the racing world by storm. And uh, New South Wales are saying that uh, it could be five years until it's all over at Rose Hill. Um, Not just the the track being renovated just like or redeveloped, a la Moonee Valley. Uh, They're going to get the bulldozers out and put 25,000 apartments there and they're going to try and spend uh, the money upgrading Warwick Farm and Canterbury, which is incredible. Given I guess Rose Hill's probably the second biggest track, uh, like for like, it'd be like putting uh putting the sword through somewhere like Caulfield, uh, with the amount of history that Rose Hill's got. It's um mind blowing that this is gonna happen. But I guess the carrot of five plus billion dollars uh, from the government and a, a big sweetener deal is uh what Racing New South Wales and the ATC are um up uh, up and about uh as a result of it. So it'd be interesting to hear everyone's sort of take on it. But um Walt, I guess you're the uh the, the Sydney man, uh, still probably in shock. But uh historically it seems a very bizarre move, but um you can you can see that the money's there. what's your what's your take?
2: Yeah, i as you said in a little bit of shock. Like I have probably been there a few thousand times myself, you know, I used to go there every day. So um it's hard to absorb. It's, it's interesting when the way they do these things, like the, trainers were told yesterday, you know, they, they were never consulted. Um, no one was consulted. It's just, oh, you assume some were consulted, but the majority certainly not, and they just spring this on people. It's like, what do you need $5 billion for? If you don't have a racetrack, where do you spend the money? What are they going to build it in a cloud? Like, is it is it going to be virtual racing? Where, where are they going to build a racetrack in Sydney that that um that replaces Rose Hill. It's just you can't you can't expand Canterbury. I don't know what you can do at Warwick Farm. Obviously it's the home of English, which is important. Um you know there's conspiracy this, Yeah, like it's, it's 150 years of of history of racing. You know, like it's it's if that's not a part of racing anymore, what is? And and what what's five billion dollars build that replaces it? Like a few grandstands or so I don't understand what these people even see as as, as something that improves racing, and that's what scares me. If you thought they – if they came out with a plan and said, you know, we're going to use this money to improve owners' lives by this, we're going to improve trainers by this, we're going to do this for the punners we're going to do this for the participants, this is how we're going to bring the cost down for racing, um, yeah, okay, maybe you would absorb it a little bit more easily as someone who actually cares about the industry, but when they just go, oh, well, it's a life-changing thing, we're going to go 50 years in the future with these big statements that have no – Nothing behind Depth. them and all they've mm. been doing for the past 10 years is shrinking the industry, making it more expensive, uh, c- pricing people out, turning it into a nightclub. Um, how does anyone that actually cares about the industry take this as a, as a positive? Uh, I can't imagine but um, it's yeah, interesting. Go, there's a million things you can say.
1: Interesting. Like, obviously, they're probably the most reckless spenders or the way it's sort of um, – well, sort of every, push everyone's around the joking, prize coming money.
2: out and say the two billion dollar gold slipper or something. That's what you think is going to happen. Hmm. They're just going to throw it. Like I saw some saying like there are. Oh, it's harder to get uh, owners back uh, money back to owners with rising costs, and if you're going to start paying trainers and things more, prize money doesn't go back to owners. Subsidizing things, making things cheap, like it's just the, you know like alleviating pressure off trainers, taking you know things like you know billing everything out from. HQ, you know, racing New South Wales takes over all billing for tr- that would alleviate pressure in the industry. Not making a $2 million race on Saturday, the Ingham, with 22 horses that have, you know, none of them have been set for a, it's a welter. It's a $150,000 race or $2 million. How does that help anyone? Like, and you just feel that that's just going to be their. Their motto going forward, they're just going to pump it even more. It's just crazy.
1: It's interesting. There's a couple of interesting scenarios. Obviously, Packenham got shut down, and they've built a brand new track. And everyone was thinking, "Oh yeah, let's build a big, a big track out uh, on the east eastern side of Melbourne." But that's a long way off from, um, I guess, bearing any fruit. The Packenham scenario. You got the Harold Park Trots, which is examples in the harness racing. I did a podcast with some guys last week, uh, moving the races away from Moonee Valley. And that's been, that was a flop, right? Moony Valley and Harold Park. Ooh. I think mainstream appeal has weakened. So just because you go and build a new track out in the uh, middle of Woop Woop, you're gonna alienate your core members. Um, that used to be at Rose Hill, and it's just not going to be as sticky. We always hear about the Melbourne Racing Club talk about, oh, you know, people prefer betting at Caulfield and they don't want to bet at uh, Sandown, I guess the the mass recreationals. Well, this is a clear example of a similar situation. I know it's a little bit different because uh, who owns the land and things like that, but once this Rose Hill's gone once and they've sold it once, if the people that aren't using the money correctly or responsibly, um, they can whittle away this money really, really quickly. But where do you put a race? Well, the richest two-year-old Hill. race is the slipper, and then you've got their, their most prize race or the newest race they've pumped all this cash in is the Golden Eagle, and that's both at Rose Hill. So what, do they just become Warwick Farm races like Randwick –
2: and, well, Ram, and, Cameron, and Warwick well, Farm where, where currently they? is deemed as not a metropolitan Saturday circuit. They don't even want to race there on Saturday. The Same as Canterbury, right? They exactly. took all the Canterbury Guineas, everything off those meeting, off those uh, the track, and and moved them elsewhere. And now they're just suddenly going. Oh, now they're going to be. What are they going to do? How are they going to? How
1: are they going <laughs> to fix it again? Because they haven't really got, it. They haven't even fixed all the running rails properly at the tracks, and the tracks have been the last thing that they've sort of thought about. But um, any uh, you, Trav or uh, DK, you want to? Put a different uh, perspective on this, or what's your what's your opinion down there?
0: I'm probably the wrong person to ask, you know. I probably care as much about North Korean racing as I do Japanese racing you know, under Peter <laughs> Putin. So um, I would have had my last Metro Sydney bet 15 years ago. So um, doesn't really affect me. But um, and if five years till it's till it starts, and five another five years till it's done. I'll be a soft seven out of a rest home by then. I'll be nearly 60s. So doesn't really affect me. But um, I'll be deferred to Walt and guys like Lamborn and for their opinions, blokes who can skin in the game and passionate about racing up there what about you Trev?
3: yeah i find the whole proposal a bit shocking to be honest like it's come out of nowhere um the sale of well, potential sale of rose hill and then listen to a fair bit of comments this morning on the melbourne radio station down here rsn and um the chairman of the atc peter McGoran. he's sort of comments that it was very likely that the sale was to go ahead he was on and, the front foot wasn't he yeah and he was very abrasive i thought in his comments too it didn't didn't sound like there was going to be anything that was going to stop the proposal.
0: Well, doesn't have to go to a member vote. Isn't that the first thing that's got to pass? I mean, if you're a rose, a member of the, you know, you'd be, I'd be sceptical. That's the first part they've got to get through.
3: Yeah. He did say that they have to go through a member vote and there was still a, a few, obviously, hurdles that they have to leap before the the sale. But um, the the big proposals built around Rose Hill being built into this mini city, I guess, mm. and with the the um the new one un- the the uh, train stations that they want to yeah. build in that area. So, well,
0: it's uh, a it's a big thing at the moment because um I, was, I read the the only thing that's stopping the country from going into recession is immigration, right? That's what's pumped up all the GDP figures. If it wasn't for immigration, we'd be cast. Now they've all got to live somewhere, so the governments are looking at and what are the, what are big land holdings in inner cities, race courses and golf courses. So in the going into the future, this is uh, you know whether this goes ahead or not, it's going to be somewhere else. It's like they're looking at Sandown and they're going to look at, I think, North golf Courses. And there's golf Courses is trying to be split up now into not so much housing but for public and community space. So I think it's going to be an ongoing, if this does or doesn't go ahead, it's still going to be an ongoing issue um, into the future. Mm-hmm. That's well, the
2: problem. We own Rose Hill. We don't own Randwick. That's right. It's, so yeah. they can take Randwick orders whenever they want. It's Crown Ram, <laughs> But yeah. we're going to sell them Rose Hill. <laughs> it's crazy. Like and this,
1: I I I think it's a cop-out and I think it's, A bit of propaganda in terms of you know help easing the um the housing crisis you say that the immigrants are the reason why it's um we've got to you know stop this recession
2: (laughs) if we're not in a recession i'll eat my asshole
1: we're already in a recession (laughs) i think i'll give you the tip and then we're we're actually opening the doors for 500 people to come into australia and we don't even have the houses for it so it's actually driving all the prices of real estate and rent even higher up this is a self-made problem off the back of covid which is Another stupid government thing that everyone could see miles off. And the worst thing about this, I think, with this this track scenario, the precedence that it sends so once this works, or once the government comes and bulldozes one track, you watch every other track all around Australia that is under sort of some sort of threat or other boards get a whiff of this cash, mm. and we will see tens, if not a hundred tracks go.
2: It, under and these same more, pretenses. More park golf clubs, 3Ks from Randwick oh, Racetrack, and, and they're already taking nine holes off them, which is exactly what DK was alluding yeah. to. It's, it's, exactly. it's, it's, it's and, five and, and, minutes up the road, and it's already full of parkland.
1: Oakley? Oakley, they're yeah. doing the same thing. Yeah. and the. the they're, they're trying to get rid of one of the Oakley public golf courses. Like yeah. taking more space away from everyone at the moment. Well, I, that's it. I think Take, it's a really dangerous it's, road. It's
0: trending that way. And it, what, the, what we spot what to race in Victoria, spend that big money on Trav, that big. Is it out near the airport or somewhere? Yeah, that yeah. big parcel land for something like. This into the future, I would, you would imagine some sort of big purpose-built facility or whatever it's going to be, and then the trending towards, you know, Cranbourne and Pakenham. Now the Super Club down there on the outskirts. So it's um, anyway, it's uh, interesting times. Mm-hmm.
3: I did find it interesting some of the comments by uh, Peter McGroan this morning that we did hint, sort of hint at how good the the training facilities are in Victoria with Cranbourne and Pakenham. We're trying and to Ballarat. catch up. And they want to catch up in New South Wales. I wonder whether there's been some talk of their big trainers sort of, you know, spreading.
0: I've heard Annabelle say that this morning. I love training up here. But the one thing this joint lacks is good training facilities, Mm. you know. So,
3: um, yeah. Yeah, um, I suppose it, it gives them the money to at least build something like that. But you lose... You know the track up.
2: How do they not have the money already? If we, we've got a two million dollar race on Saturday and we've got the uh, you know all these ridiculous pop up races for eight, ten, fifteen million, and but they're saying we don't have training facilities, maybe. And it's the highest tax jurisdiction the
1: uh, in the, on the planet to, to bet in. It's absolutely yeah. crazy. We've gone that's, through the
2: sugar hit where they should be having the greatest influx of cash they've ever had in their where's life the money? and we can't afford it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> You've got scone that there were grants uh, from the government that are supposed to be completed twelve, fourteen months ago, and, and they've not even started. You know, Cessnock was the same hasn't even started so where's all the money
1: Mm. it's it's a bit there's a a massive whiff about it just it's a little bit smelly for me and uh, i would have thought if you're going to get 25,000 apartments let's say you build 15,000 or half the amount of apartments keep the track only and boot the trainers out like they did at Caulfield so keep the entertainment precinct
2: and then all all of a sudden you've got all these people you know we'll go there and watch what they can build around a racetrack in like in with the racetrack leave it there and and build around it.
1: I'd be surprised if members don't try and push hard for that and they have to uh, go back to the drawing board. But um, we'll keep kicking the show along because it's going to be a uh, a big one, uh, something that uh, jumped into our DMs this week. This is a new pop-up bookie. Uh, you guys might have copped this from the same bookie as well. A bloke uh, got banned the other day because the price shortens 15 seconds after they bet. So he got his account Close. So I think that's the idea. You're meant to try and back a horse and get on. And if you're backing at multiple joints, well, of course the price is going to shorten because you've knocked the price off. That's the whole point of racing. And this is what we're trying to do. So a new pop up bookie is close this guy's account because the price shortens 15 seconds after he bets. That could be the best I've ever heard. So that bookmaker, I'm sure our DMs will light up, but he won't be on his Pat Malone there. So that's a new one. That um, And obviously I think they're uh, licensed up in the the NT, and there's an interesting article in The Guardian this week. Um, the, um, the NT need to pull their socks up as well, and the PRAs need to sort of uh, give them a bit of an uppercut as well because um, – Gosh, can you believe that? The price shortens after 15 seconds after you bet, so they say, oh, no, we're going to shut your your account down. So if the horse drifts, with, with uh, what is that sweet, though? They're, all those punters are allowed to still be on? It's, it's one of the most remarkable excuses to close an account that I've ever heard, but absolute disgrace. I, I can't obviously mention the bookie. but yeah. um,
2: I had one one time try and shut my account because it said that I was, it was collusion and it was saying that I was coming from Discord to their site, so they were tracking where I was coming from to their site, and they were saying that I was obviously gaining information from Discord, and then using that as collusion to place bets, and they're going to shut the game, which is basically the same thing as what you're saying here. They're saying that you're you're manipulating like some some sort of it's just insanity. Hmm.
1: Anyway. That's the uh, one of the best I've ever heard. Today's show is going to be a beauty. Donnie is back. Looks like he's been for a surf in his little video that he sent in. The syndicates roaring. Everyone's tipping a ton of winners. We're not stopping. Um, so our profits through the roof. Might tweet something out in the last couple, uh, the next uh, day or so. I'm just still playing catch up on the spreadsheets uh, away last week, but uh, we're absolutely on fire. Uh, got the EM uh, big meeting at uh, Randwick. It's probably the only dry track this week. Uh, Nico is. He's going to do Mooney Valley and Ballarat for his yard I think this week uh, he's going to preview Launceston Trav's in the chair and uh, we'll zoom into Nico a little bit later on Overpass was a, uh, an easy watch there Trav uh, and you're back for the Northly. it looks like Zaki's gone across and uh, Gay's got one in there too and it looks like not a bad race for $1.5 million so still plenty of prize money floating around this late in the in the piece uh, in, in the year but uh, from a few reports from uh, a couple of different places waging still pretty soft. The big blue giant, they're down on their yearly figures and I spoke to Tristan during the week as well and uh, a lot of the punters have sort of dropped off so this idea of stretching the carnival out a lot of the recreations have already uh, dropped off and um, sort of packed up Understandably, after um, the, I guess, the tough spring it was. I think punters are a bit sort of ready for a spell. So I think uh, they might be scratching their heads down at uh, PRA Racing Victoria and New South Wales and go back to the drawing board because um, figures are soft and uh, numbers through the system are uh, a little bit soft. So that's uh, another another real uh, big set of uh, alarm bells. I would have thought and. Uh, One of the big things I saw uh, Michael Brow talk about is uh, the ecosystem needs a bit of a look at and Michael Brow wants to reduce the number of races. Well, Michael, I think POC tax and uh, market percentage might uh, be on the agenda and maybe look at some race fields to uh, get that uh, rate down might be a better option than uh, reducing product because if you start taking out products, I know what's going to happen. That's going to drop even faster. Top Sports team uh, this week will be interesting. Knight's Choice got the cash last week. Uh, I did see uh, John and... Uh, well, Sheila likes come out and say it might be a Melbourne Cup horse. Uh, our old pal uh, Shane Gurley thinks it's a uh, Caloundra Cup horse, but um, I think that, <laughs> how far can this horse run? Uh,
2: yeah, oh. it's been <laughs> – Yeah, like people are saying there's had a lot of issues this preparation, and it kind of had to win that race last week by default if it was anywhere near its best, which it did. But, yeah, I don't think the horse is at its best this prep. It probably needs to find a new level to be getting to where the, the laxing crew say, but um, – Oh, it's a talented horse. Like you'd love to own it, wouldn't you? I just the sky's the limit for it. If it's fit and healthy, I think it's a little bit better than a Caloundra Cup horse. But we'll see.
1: The race might have changed a little bit since the Thirial one, too. Yeah, oh,
2: that's it. That's it. But um, oh, no, what you're saying, like we're spread thin in our ranks the whole way through. Like we couldn't even feel that a a two-year-old race in Sydney on on Wednesday, like five to six weeks before the the Magic Million. So that shows how how tough it is. Um and you're trying to spread these horses even thinner by popping up races and adding races to the car. That's why history in racing is so important because, you know, you, you have off and on season, you know, up peak and, and trough seasons, don't you? And we, this is supposed to be our quietish time. Perth gets a bit of a highlight and then we go again. But, mm. um, you know, we just want it 24-7. It doesn't work like that.
1: Good point, Well, Races need to mean something. I think uh, that's what cricket's done. They've bastardised themselves by <laughs> flooding too much pro- product that doesn't even mean anything. What, they popped down another, what, five matches after that big hmm. India versus Australian uh, series and it just doesn't mean anything anymore. So
2: you Look at Osepenko. What's it like? It's racing in this in race this It should be in the paddock, you know. Like I'm sure it would be in the paddock if it wasn't for these races and I guess, you know, it's just well In Sydney, weird.
1: it feels like there's been, what, well, Four or five of the same races. This it's the same pool of horses. It's fifteen hundred a mile, and they just go to a different track, and they're rising racing for another one or one point five or two million dollars. None of
2: them are actually set for any of these races. They just show up.
1: Yeah, it's a circus. Topsport, uh, family-owned and operated last uh, 40 years, so make sure you're strain Australian and uh, get on board with those guys. Uh, they support us with the, uh, the shows and the streams, so topsport.com.au is where you need to be this weekend. Uh, we've got uh, Nico in the paddock. I think he's he gets as disgusted and, um, I guess, a little bit downtrodden with the weather as you do. Well, you were sort of the no-show last week when it was looking like a uh, a wet meeting, so um, Trav's fearless, so we, we're going to defer to him for uh, a little bit of a preview at Ballarat. So let's get into the uh, serious business here, and it's race six at Ballarat that we're going to have a look at first. It's the Mobile Hose Solutions McKellar Mile, benchmark 78. It's a bit of a mouthful there. 1,600-metre race, Divine Purpose is the favourite. Moody, Coleman, Carly, and Heffel combo, $3.60, big story, $8. Ocean's above, eight fifty. dollars uh, 50 is $9.50, Crackerjack Prince, $10, and then Golden Crusader, 10 and that rounds out the major chances. Repay like here,
3: Trav, is oceans above. Yeah, this horse is back uh, last on the outside, sort of peeling towards the middle of the track. This race was run really slowly in front and he got back on a day. It was uh, not probably the advantage to be out wide and making ground. Winner Jimmy Star goes really good. I think he's he's possibly a listed Group 3 class of horse and there's a few horses in front of him. Move for Lex is one in the Patrick Payne colours and... A horse getting up on his inside in the moody colours. That uh, just name escapes me. That go, I think, go he's quite handsome. well. Yeah, he's handsome. Uh, and this horse's last two hundred metres was exceptional for the day. I think he's crying out for the mile. And big tick with this horse is the pre- predicted rain. Now they've got to get you know still on a suitable track. Right. So. You'd- yeah, but if it's if it's a heavy track, I think he'll absolutely swim through it. So his best performances have been on soft ground and well, the I'll, big tick two DK, Simon Zara, how good's he going? I
0: know, I know. He's, he's turned him turned it around from the I – I think it took him a while to get going when they split with uh, Aladdin. but um, no, he's, uh, he's flying. He's flying with that winner at Bendigo, that yeah. thing that got up on the inside there, which was first up. No, he's going good. Now, I was just saying this horse. So I went back and had a look because I landed on this as well, Nicker, uh, Trav, it's maiden. I remember it's maiden win at them on a soft seven, and it just just brained him. Yeah, like it was really impressive. And um, I don't know if you, the other ticket mention here, which I love, he's third up with the shades on. Yeah, like you know, they're here to play.
3: Yeah, I, I was going to mention that the blinkers going on, an, another big positive for the horse, and he, he's got a bit of upside in a race where a few of them have hit their mark. I thought eight dollars fifty is a really easy bet. Mm. Couldn't agree more. I thought. Uh, Between it and the favourite, what did you think of uh, Divine Purpose? I thought she was uh, pretty impressive uh, first up at Corvett. Well, one tick is she's going to be claiming on a wet track. So I find that the market assessors are really latching onto these horses a lot earlier than they used to. Say two, three years ago, you'd probably get $8 a horse like that. She's gone up favourite with Heffel claiming one and a half off the, the 54 to get in with 52 and a half. She did get back. Uh, on the on a day it was an advantage to be on the inside at Caulfield, so a little bit of a question with that. No, I'm a little bit grey with the Moody Coleman stable at the moment. DK, I just <laughs> I, I think they're building through in the preparation. The the horse is definitely getting better deeper in the prep. I don't want to be with them first up. Done a lot of stats around them first up you know, since they've sort of combined as a combination and very low percentage. Um, but yeah, they're a hard camp for me to want to steam into anything, sort of four dollars or under.
0: Oh yeah, so that's that's I think you've, uh, that's my narrative, isn't it? It's um, when there's the short end of the market, they've uh, more more losses and uh, that that have affected the stats. But I, I think that uh, too would be more with horses. So when they're with their maidens and things, because he's a hard marker, then he you know generally tries to get rid of them if they're no good. Like he's fair, he's honest with his owners. I know that. So I reckon the maidens are sort of there, ready to go when they get to the track. But then the more experienced ones, he's he's obviously being a bit more patient. But um, that's my read on anyway, Nico. Okay, but uh, I thought the other one, if it does piss down, if it does piss down, a Mummer's probably yeah. that's going to be a testing mile. You know, and then you want a horse who's going to be more a two thousand metre horse. I thought it, it might be. um listening to Natalie on the way in this morning. You want to know about first up horses too, and she says it's been uh, it's going really well.
3: How's the vibe here, Scoot? DK's completely changed, tipping things <laughs> and Trenton nuts.
0: I was thinking that on the way in. I was thinking that on the way in. And I, <laughs> and I think, well, you do, we change. And um, I'll tell you what, they're training a lot more winners. Um, they're, not, they're on fire. They're not winning jump outs and trials by 15 and things just busting when they go to the races like they used to a lot. Um, things are performing well deep in their preps. Um, so, yeah, you know, my man still stays, still stuck with him, Aussie. so he, he knows, he knows. Trick you reckon they that they just went to the went to the world
1: one one too many times with Miramasa.
0: Not a wet tracker. It just I was, didn't. I got told I will get someone give me the colds on it in the morning. Said the owners ships are war, owners are worried they're gonna, My mile was if it's gonna rain it's gonna scratch and it still ran. So I don't know about that. But anyway. Oh, they just love killing them, don't they? Um,
1: I think that's an outstanding uh, find, uh, Trav. I'll be all over that horse, Oceans Above, and I think, yeah, as I said, Danger 16 and uh, respecting what DK says, especially. Alarm bells have got to ring if uh, DK's starting to stick up for a uh, a bus at young horse. Hell hell usually is about to freeze over there, so after Rose Hill sale yesterday, just... Batten down the hatches this weekend. I'd be too scared to leave the house. Who knows what's what's going to come at us? Race eight is the Ballarat Cup. That's the next thing. Yeah, Two thousand meter race. It's absolute beauty. Great, uh, great, great little uh, place to go. Ballarat Cup. If you're a young lad trying to get amongst things, there ain't no deal done. 480 favourite. Young Werther $5, Foxy Cleopatra $5, Captain Envy six fifty. dollars Red Sun Sensation 7, Just Folk $8 on the triple back up here. And then Onfralse, uh one of my little uh, Adelaide horses is uh, jumping the border $14, uh, and Fajita Sand, bit of an enigma, a few people vomiting last time, it won $16, then you got Regal Power 21 Swords drawn 26 and I'd say that's the uh, that's the chances there. Captain Envious is the replay you're going to have a look at here. T-Dogs, tell us why
3: you like it. Yeah, he came wide on a day. It was pretty hard to uh, sort of be out that part of the track. And he made a long searching run and he gets past Banker's Choice, who ran a super race in last week's Zipping Classic. I thought his effort here was terrific. And he's just been well campaigned this time by Paul Prusker. He's had a lot of runs sort of at that 2,000-meter range. He's rock-hard fit and... The big key to him, I think, is getting on wet ground on Saturday, which he hasn't seen a lot of this preparation. His best performance this time in, uh, outside of that run was probably in the Matoa Cup where he, he beat a, a much inferior field, but he did it in, in real style on soft ground. He's got wins on heavy tracks. You know with Prusker he's going to be rock hard fit. Another up.
0: another informed camp.
3: Yeah, another informed stable. Yeah. As much as Jay Mott, I've got no knocks on him. I love the switch to Mick D. Um, Mickey D, when he, you know, riding horses in the market and he switches onto them for the first time under that sort of $7, $8 range, the stats are just outrageous Really, um, how good he's going. And I thought from the low draw barrier too, he's going to do no work in the run. And hopefully by this stage of the day, they're edging off the fence and Mick can just sort of plot the way through the middle. He's a horse you probably don't want to get there too soon on. He does have a little bit of a think about it, but on a wet track... With a few of these at the end of their preparation, where you know a horse like him, he can just carry on. Uh, I thought he was a, a reasonable play there in what looked a pretty strong race. That yeah, race, yeah, it's but, come
0: up, come up a good cup, isn't it? Yeah, that the be happy with the field club. Oh, I mean, um, i mean young Werther, He's, I, I was, I thought he was the starting point for my I mean, what well, he third in McKinnon. Yeah, he's he's only started heavy track. He got beaten three links in a Cox Plate. Yep. you know, he's at the he sort of he's got to be there somewhere. He's in. You know, I know he's maligned for a while, but I remember Danny O'Brien did set him a task early in his career, didn't he? Yeah, just yeah. put him
3: in all the good races. Yeah, he ran in a lot of good races early on in his career, and he sort of got got to the right level now. Hasn't? Mm. He's put a couple together. He's definitely not a cat. He's yeah. just running out of his yeah. grade a bit. And yeah. yeah, he was super last start. Uh, he did have things in his favor, but it was a group one race, yeah. so – um, I could definitely throw him in the uh, scoots quaddie. I think he'd get a run.
0: And my horse is, um, I don't know what's going on with my horse. Uh, he's obviously they're worried about wet tracks with him. Ain't no deal done. I'm talking about Trav. So I've, he's, he's sort of been on his wagon all prep. But he, he's been scratched with a hoof abscess. Now scratched with a track downgrade. Um, look, he, if it doesn't rain, he's got to be right there. If it does rain, I assume he doesn't run.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't be thinking mm. he runs if it's the predicted rain comes. Mm. Uh, he'd be coming out for sure.
1: a against just folks, to- though.
3: I thought he had everything in his favour last week.
1: Yeah, I thought Cl- Cl- uh, Foxy Cleopatra sets up well here. Um, there's nothing to suggest in from what I've sort of seen of her that she won't absolutely uh, revel and swim. She's a little bit fresher than the other horses, I thought, um, her 54 kilos. I thought she was the horse with um, a plenty of upside. And You're in Sydney as well? Yeah, they're, they're yeah staying it is in, in Sydney Melbourne as well. Which that is-
3: this morning, so they're staying in Melbourne.
1: My um my query with Captain Envious is uh, I don't I don't think he's a two thousand meter horse I think this is this horse has got a heap of talent but I think he's a miler and I I do understand that he's won at Matoa. Uh I could put a saddle on Walt and ride him myself and win a two thousand oh, meter I, I could uh, Matoa, I could get two thousand if I
2: uh pretty if angry I was, at the moment I-, I think I would get the two thousand. <laughs> It
1: would do full head, full head of steam. But I just keep watching him loom up into races. But I just don't think he's got any carrots left. Um, I think he's a sixteen hundred meter horse, flat out, Captain. Will, so I think Pruska just keeps stretching his, this this uh runner in the in these big grade races. Um, just too far. I'd love to see him just sit, you know sixteen hundred meter races only. I would have thought, but uh, Regal Power yeah. is a horse that I thought would be super strong and uh, re- relish the wet. And I think he's off a bit of a, uh, a freshen up from um, the Queen Elizabeth. So he only got beaten what four lengths in the um, behind Muramasa and one point six in the Mooney Valley Gold Cup. This will be a, a bit of a slog fest. I would have thought. So I thought he was a um, a bit of a knockout runner. Do you think I'm crazy?
3: Yeah, no, I couldn't have Regal Power. Just doesn't. He's just found his mark. He's Obviously, been a very, very good horse for connections, but I uh, couldn't be finding him. Beautiful.
1: All right, I'm going to take you on with uh, Captain Envious, um, and I think uh, Foxy Cleopatra is the way to go. We'll see who's correct. The next one is uh, Ballarat Race 9, and it's the uh, the Volkswagen Tonks plate over 1,100 metres. Tourning's a favourite here. Nice one to last start, $3.90. Sacred Palace, $6. Seven Act 6. Alicia Alicia Roma is uh, $7. Act of Boss, $7.50. King of Hastings. $10 struck by is 11 Mega Mea 12 for pseudo, $14. Bit of a tail to this one, but um, seven act two starts ago was your starting
3: point here, Trav. Yeah, he's a hard horse to catch, but he hasn't had a lot of luck at his last two. You go back here and just watch this replay and you'll uh, have the hands over the ice in, in a couple hundred metres. Uh, he just has no luck there trying to get up along the inside. He's obviously travelling pretty well. Uh, in the Rupert Lee silks and then it uh, yeah the gaps just close on him. Uh, he finishes fourth. I think the winner here, Way to the Stars, is, he's a decent horse. Smashing Hegel runs over the, the top of the others to grab second. And you could easily make a case he should have finished right alongside the winner if he had any luck there, Sebenaki. He then went to Sydney again or stayed in Sydney and had absolutely no luck again. Uh, he gets Jay Carr, which I think is a good jockey change for this horse because she might get him out the gates. And be you know, be allowed to be a little bit closer in the run. He draws Barry at eleven, so I'm hoping she, she would shouldn't find bad luck from out there, DK. And he's a very good wet track.
0: Is he? That was my query. So he is cause his stats uh, what are his wet tracks? Well I'm sorry to put your score notice. So I just thought him I'm just wondering what this track's like in the last race and I thought I knew it's all that luck, but um didn't know uh, didn't know what his wet track where there is a depth on the wet
3: yeah well he's he look at his form on the wet and he's got five runs on it for duck eggs but mm. you know, I just think you go back and interrogate a few of those runs and they're a lot better than they look and uh, yep. I, I think he's a horse that will have no problem uh, getting through the ground uh, and the hawk stable this is probably where you want to find them when they're rock hard fit uh, and he's got a touch of class on a few rivals here he's He's a chinky enough horse. Like, he, he's not the most reliable campaigner, but I think he's in really good form and he hits a race that doesn't have a lot of
1: depth. Yeah, I think he's uh, a definite uh, forgive. And I think he's probably a little bit cramped in price. He might drift just given his map position, but uh, it looks like he'd get through it tomorrow. Torning, I think, uh, 1100 metres as far as he wants. But I thought he ran a pretty good race in the Wongoom on a bottomless track, the favourite.
3: Yeah, he's mm-hmm. certainly the, the one to beat. He was super at Cranbourne leading which no one expected Their DK led Midwest and mm, um, some really fast horses. So do they do that again from the outside gate? Not entirely sure. Just thought Ballarat's a, a lot different scenario to Cranbourne. A lot of his best forms on those tighter tracks, Morpherville, Morpherville Parks, Mooney Valley. So he just has to bring that to Ballarat. Certainly the, the horse you start with. Though.
0: I, I thought um, the one out of that sort of watching that race, there's one out of barrier trial behind him in that race, was Alicia Roma. Hmm. She went back and just she got home nicely late. Just at, of the bowl around in that race. She might be ready to elevate it and She's got. She's a pretty good wet tracker. So, um, claim on a wet track. Claim too. on a wet track. That's it. That's the love, love those claims on the wet tracks. So yeah, at least you're home. But I'll be yeah, be a track race nine. That point time of the day, we see what's going on with that track. Mm, 51 kilos. Uh,
1: that runner with uh, W pin. All right, that's a uh, a good look at uh, a couple of the big races. It's uh, Ballarat. Uh, big weather watch, possibly six mil or seven mil on Friday, and if you look at the poem, anywhere between one and twenty mil on uh, on Saturday. But I would be uh, I'd definitely be playing for uh, deep soft and uh, maybe a heavy track there. I think the rain's definitely going to hit, but it's just a matter of how much. And I'm saying. Um, Beware, but uh, maybe not bet uh, too early unless you've got an absolute horn for a uh, complete mudlark. Up in Sydney, it's uh, clear blue skies, and uh, Randwick Race One is the first one we're going to have a look at here. It's the Oran Park Highway. It's fourteen hundred meter race, and Burundara is the favourite, four dollars sixty. Vanderchance four eighty. Sharpshock seven fifty. All Stern seven fifty. Moss Gold eight. Unrelenting nine fifty. And then you got Serbu at ten dollars. Trial we're going to have a look at here is uh, Burundana. Uh, well, it's uh, Wagga, Wagga, Wagga.
2: Yeah, so this guy's had a few cracks in highway grade. Last grade, got out a bit in distance, ran first up 1400 on a highway last time in. Um, yeah, I just watch him here. I, I don't, I didn't get a chance to have a, an absolute look at every one of these trialers, but sort of watch the last 150 meters here. It's enough to say this horse is um, certainly going well enough to uh, to resume. Um, interesting that Matthew Carl comes to ride him who rode him in this trial he doesn't come to town very often so again that's a decent pointer I'd say to say that this horse is pretty much ready to go he draws ideally hopefully doesn't get too far back which is his probably major issue And most of the times he's been beaten gives away too big a start the, the only real danger looks to be Vander Chance coming down uh, Matty Dunn certainly got the recipe for these highways well and truly down pat now, and he was a good winner. overcame a bit of trouble first up and has got upside. They looked at clear too. I think they're about the same price. can, mm. I, I wouldn't be letting Viander Chance beat me and losing on the race, but I, I think Barrandana, just the way he trialed He's if he settles sort of fifth, sixth, something like that, and gets to the middle, it's going to take a good horse to hold him off the way he went there.
1: Mm. What do you think his best instance is?
2: Yeah, I, I, I think second up 1,400 would be absolutely ideal. I think that's probably his go at this track and distance. You mm. know, a run under his belt would be great, uh, even like a 1,200-meter run or something into this. But uh, I think 1,400 fresh is okay. I don't, I don't think he's a 2,000-meter horse like they tried to, to make him, but um, I, I just think he's a little bit better than than these horses. So he's only won two races. Interesting. I thought maybe they might be looking after him, you know, like saving him up for – a country championship or something like that but um, I think they can win five and still be eligible so he can definitely you to know, uh you know, I wouldn't say that they're not worried about whether he wins or not I'd say he'd be there to win on on Saturday mm. so
1: what did you do with Barandana? make him a good winner and yeah, then just and chop just the chop other? on the other one chop exactly
2: other one? and it's a shame that Nash is not on this horse and Matthew Carls on the other then I would be emptying on this bloke <laughs> and and, uh, and letting the other one beat me but yeah Matt Carl obviously knows the horse well and, and it's not not exactly a horse that you have to sort of bustle out of the gates and get into position or anything. you just got to leave him alone and, and get Fine, into the clear middle. air. Yeah, so hopefully that's um, that's what happens.
1: Beautiful. All right, so load up, have a, uh, a save of the end of dance and uh, jump in the cupboard and cheer on uh, Barandana and... Matt Cale and there, yeah, just uh, hold your pills too. Rambit Race 7 is the Ingham, another one of these 1,600-metre races, and Detonator Jack, who was mooted to go to Ballarat, but uh, the prize one is just too, too enticing uh, up in Sydney, and he's just racing against the same sort of horses. $4.60, Ossipenko, uh, Tim Clark, Barrier 24, $8.50, uh, $9 Lions Raw, uh, Valana, $12, Rustic Steel, $12, Attractable, $13, Waterford, $14, Cepheus, 16 Williamsburg, 18 and Foxy Cleopatra, as we said, $19. So dual nominated there. Uh, no rider nominated there. So uh, at this stage, you'd expect Ballarat as the most likely uh, scenario. No replays here, but um, I get a little bit worried when I see Tim Clark on Osapenko Barra 24. I think uh, well, Waller's going to just scratch him.
2: What's yeah, he do? I think he'll run just because of the prize money. Like, what? what are they going to do? Put him in a paddock? they got to kind of—they're going to show up. They're going to just run him, and maybe it might not be too bad just because there's going to be pressure. You'd think twenty horses, there's got to be pressure come from somewhere. It's a race where, well, like, I just went through quickly, quickly. I think the average of every horse in the race, like sixth up, they're all come through back up in distance, rounded in circles. I can't find a horse that's been set for the race. Like King Magnus probably shows up with the best, and it might not show up detonated jack seventh up but sort of has a decent prep whatever you want to call it into this like springboard off that win at Kembla it's the obvious one got weird horses like no compromise you got to try and work out what the hell it would look like it was going for a Caulfield cup then it's unlucky <laughs> in a Roseville cup and now it's coming back to a mile it's just like oh I'd rather get stabbed in the nuts and have a bet <laughs> in this race to be fair and the horse that I actually thinks probably got the best setup is not his third emergency is that um, Lock Eagle that probably looked a nearly a certainty beat behind Detonator Jack arguably last time and yeah it's a pretty it's a pretty brutal race I, I've got absolutely zero interest in betting in it personally but um, I'm sure some people out there will find an angle I, I can't find one
1: yeah I'm very sick um, I thought that Lions raw carrying sixty two kilos now gets fifty three and a half. Looks a possible bet, but you got to put up with Tom Sherry, and he probably really wants two thousand meters.
2: He, he's not easy. He probably wants further. That's right. And he's been absolutely airborne, but restrained to these races because they're worth so much money. Rather than targeting a race, he's probably better hmm. equipped to deal with. So yeah, the, but that's the problem. There's there's probably ten half chances that have got big queries against them because they're on extended preps. They're coming back in trip. They're stretching out in distance. They're hmm. They've been kept up for one or two extra runs. You got Seafia City's like twenty seventh run for the prep up the top. It's, it's just, a mess, isn't it? It's just hard. It's just hard to line them up, and it's um yeah like even that's that's what we've kind of alluded to before. As punters, we want to know horses are on sort of a stepping stone towards a grand final, so that we can sort of Plop. have some chance of yeah. predicting how they're going to perform. Whereas a race like this, it's very difficult. So I don't know what this sort of race appeals to as a, from a punter's perspective. Hmm.
1: Poor old Henry Henry Plumtree thinks the pattern's been ruined too.
2: Any thoughts uh, out of
1: Melbourne? Has anyone got this far with uh, the Ingham, Trav?
3: Well, one thought on Velana on the quick backup turns around seven days after getting defeated last week, uh, DK at the short, short odds. A lot of people blowing up about the J Car ride. What'd you make of it?
0: Uh oh well, it's uh I was a little query on the horse as a short price favourite on the wasn't it? I mean you Yes, yeah, so was I. Yeah. Um, and I thought the winner had a hope, but uh, is, it, is it with us that also? You know, I, I kicked up when Ollie was on it in the Ollie. thought it might be a fairy tale for him there. I know it was a bit wide, but just don't know about that awesome. Godolphin, you know, deep in the prep, on the backup, all this business. I mean, hmm. as I said, Walt, you know, because of these money, otherwise it'd be in the paddock probably. Yeah, probably. You know? I, I thought one the, word the jockey change
3: year. was very interesting. Hippo on, he, he needs what? a strong rider, that horse. All oh, his yeah. best runs with Nash. And just a standover jock, I thought was an interesting challenge. would you say?
2: What? <laughs> 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 I have one word next to it: cactus. Cactus. Bellana, so, yeah. yeah. I, I, I just think that's yeah I think it's not going as good as, and it wouldn't be here. But I like, yeah. You never know.
1: They just might. He goes
2: ne- up and about. He's a bit angry at the moment too. So maybe you'll, maybe you'll hit it 312 times, lift it, and then get a seven-year suspension.
1: Maybe they need the ultimate gear change, Alana and also Penko, Just the uh, the crown jewels off. Just lob, 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 lob them off.
2: Mm. Uh, what is Velana? Like, what is it now? It's just too it's humble. Just not a horse anymore. Yeah. It's It's There's a few like that. They've got a, a quite a few Velanas running around at the moment. Godolphin.
1: Mm. <laughs> oh, it is funny that Osipenko drawn twenty-four back to a uh, a, a drier surface. So I got to get a bit of a giggle out of that, but I'm a bit sick. He but, can win. He can oh, win it, sure. I think he can win, but it needs an act of God miracle, and yeah, it's oh, exactly just whatever. All right. <laughs> Good luck if you're betting at uh, Randwick on Saturday. I think uh, I think the card looks okay, so I reckon Walt might find a couple of little uh, oh, the, bookers. The meeting's it. got 100
2: yards on last week's meeting, yeah, that's uh, for sure. It looks, as a, it looks a bit of improvement. Best Sydney
1: card for a couple of weeks, I reckon.
2: Yeah, it's, it's it's workable. It's workable.
1: Racingwatch.com.au uh, for more of that. And you can either jump in the Discord channel or the Telegram service, both exceptional, and he's betting seven days a week. So does not sleep. He's a vampire, I'm sure, and he'll be betting at Gosford today and Canterbury tomorrow night. And- I got an
2: abusive email from someone yesterday for not sending man? any betting tips out Monday or Tuesday because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, is it still working? Is, it still- is the website still operating? <laughs> so that's a good sign that at least we bet a lot.
1: You're allowed to have a day off. Mm. I encourage it a lot. Nico, uh, we're going to patch you in, mate. You're still, um, well, I think uh, Movember's uh, off and gone. What's going on here? You still got the uh, dirty little tash there. Are you going to try and keep it for it a little bit longer or are you trying to grow back the beard
4: or what are you doing here, mate? I oh, just, just haven't been bothered having a show at the moment. But uh, look, uh, yeah, Movember over. Thanks to everyone who donated, uh, raised a bit of money there, but we uh, we punch it on and uh, this weekend looks pretty tough from a punting point of view, so... Uh, hopefully we can find a few winners down in Tasmania for the promise. Beautiful. You've been absolutely on
1: fire. Uh, it takes um, a big accident for you not to be around uh, the mark. It's a little bit early for uh, Devonport Markets on a Friday night, so let's just have a look at a couple of uh, your video stars here. The first one comes up in uh, race two, the Kevin Sharkey maiden over 16.50 and the replay here is uh, Johnny Pinch out the back,
4: circling Maroon Lime and the big yeah, white blankets. There happened just before the bend, but this was this force's first time getting to 1600 meters. He's always shown a little bit of ability around mile well in the Magic Millions race down there. Um, the winner here, Rumors, a pretty smart feeling. I think she's probably one of the top seeds for the Thousand Guineas. Um, so, yeah, this was his first start getting to 1600 meters and his second run with the blinkers on. So, I did like that gear change when it went on two starts ago and a pretty strong maiden that rated very well. And then he rose to the, the mile last start. He stays at 1600 here. Does get Perez off, but he does get a, a claim down to 54 kilos, and that form just looks very strong. That was an open race. Now he comes back to a maiden, and a maiden that lacks a, a fair bit of depth. So he's always been a horse who's shown some ability, and uh back to this grade definitely looks a big positive for him. So I think he'll be favourite. Um The jockey will definitely help us get a better pricing. If Perez was sticking on, he'd probably be near sort of even money around that mark. I think you might see closer to Three dollars, or maybe even a bit better given um, the apprentice rider on. But I think it's a pretty easy ride for her. She's drawn wide. Um, he's a horse who's got a bit of a turn of foot, as we saw there. So I think she can just sit out there and hopefully rip home late on uh, one of the greatest trucks in Australia, Devonport. Always race as well and uh, always love betting at Devonport. So uh, keen to get back there. When, when I had a look at this uh, this race, Nico, I thought, oh, this is an apprentice's only race. There is
1: seven apprentice jockeys here there's one, two, three, 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 there's a four kilo and there's someone that's almost uh, outridden their claimant. I've never seen so many apprentices roll around in, in a race that's a non, you know, like a non-apprentice only
4: race. Yeah, they have a fair few of them down there. A lot of girls too. They seem to have riding yeah. at the moment down there. So, yeah, I, I don't think Lizzie uh, Annals is it. She uh, she made her way over from South Australia and then Harold Blanc's been riding a few winners over there. She's sort of... Um, I think coming in and out of Victoria, and then we've seen Craig Newhart and Liam Reardon sort of jet in and out of a uh, the, the few recent meetings. This meeting probably doesn't have the quality of um, a few of the other days, and I think next week's also a big racing day for them uh, next Wednesday night at Launceston, so probably lacks a bit of depth and maybe a few rides are taking the day off, but uh, I think Perez is maybe suspended because he doesn't have any rides on the card, so uh, we've lost one of our, our go-tos, but... Uh, it does look a, a good card for um, you know someone to really step up and hopefully that's Taylor Johnson here on Johnny Pinch. All right, so what price would you bet down to in confidence level? Oh, uh, I think about down you know, at two eighty or two fifty if we were super super confident. Um, so yeah, about about that price would be okay, but I think we'll probably see better than three dollars in that. That will um, give us a bit of an edge.
1: All right, race seven is the next one. It's Leaping uh, Ghost Coffee, uh, benchmark 68 over 13.50. And uh, Sharma's last. Feels like we've had this horse before. It's in the yellow and red here, getting a PR, a great run here.
4: But it all goes to, to shit here, Nico. Yeah, he just doesn't get out. So he's a he's a horse that came into this race. He'd run five from seven. He loves Devonport. He's four from four at Devonport. And his only real failures have been at Longceston, this is a very slowly run race. Uh, you see the winner, Ashy Boy, came from the back, goes straight past him here, but he just has absolutely no luck in the straight. I think he would have gone very close to winning. And that race shape, well, I probably would have thought he would have won given the turn of foot he showed in previous runs. Now he gets back to Devonport, which I see is on well pull from four. Uh, and I like the map here. There's not a lot of pressure in this race, there's only seven horses in it. He draws barrier number four. I don't think she's going to find too much trouble from the draw. And he just seems to grow a leg on this this surface. So um, looking through the race, Royal and Tough's got a bit of ability. Uh, looking through their sort of figures and data, there's probably not much between them at their best, but Royal and Tough, you know, most recent runs probably haven't been to that level, whereas Sharma's last um, last win, if he rates back to that here, he should just be winning. So I think he might be a bit of a put-in-take-out job uh, pretty much on the home deck for Trinder. He's got an unbelievable strike rate at Devonport, and it does tend to shoot pretty straight at Devonport. Um, it's a good track, and uh, she knows the horse very well, this apprentice. So we're backing in the apprentices, but I think his ability to take him a long way. I think you could probably put anyone on him. He's probably sitting steer here. So pretty keen to beat up Sharma's last, and I think just because he got beat last start, uh, that hopefully might turn a few off and we get a, a bit better of a price because if he runs up to his best, he should just win. Evans, Will we see Evans? Yeah, I think so. I think you will see evens. Um, and if you get it any better than that, I think that's a really good bet. But I think you will see evens. And then if you got 250 or 260, I think you could have a real crack.
0: Mm.
1: And, uh, yeah, multiple winners, as you say, at uh, 1350 at Devonport. So there should be no dramas there. Just need to... Uh punch it out and it uh, be a little bit positive there. All right, that's uh, the two uh, of Nico's uh, better bets at Devonport. Uh, make sure you sign up at uh, Tazracing.com.au and jump into the Form Plus Pro form guide. Pure Vision, as we've seen and said on this show many times, small pull of horses, which makes life easier, and it's uh, got an exceptional uh, black book service and alerts, so uh, you never miss a, a bet or a race there, and they've got minimum, minimum bet laws, so no dramas getting on in Tassie, and uh, it's also free for that service, so you can upgrade to their pro package for free, and it's a, a great tool for uh, all things Taz racing. Any uh, any thoughts about uh, Rose Hill, uh, Nico, or uh, North Korea? doesn't matter to you. I thought it was
4: definitely, uh, definitely interesting. I, I do think putting uh, a bit of money into Woke Farm makes a fair bit of sense given they got the Inglis um, precinct there and they've seemed to put a lot into that. But I don't know if it has to come at the expense of Rose Hill. Uh, probably one of the, the great tracks. There's so much history with Rose Hill as well throughout the years. You know, There's so many slippers and that run there. So uh, I suppose it'd be a little bit sad if it, if it all does come um, the way it's sort of looking, but uh, yeah, I think the injecting a bit of cash into work Farm does make a lot of sense given the English um, impact they've had there recently. But mm, yeah, uh, just yeah, I, I don't know. A bit shocked. A bit shocked, like everyone else. So I would have thought.
1: All right. Uh, we'll wrap it up there, but make sure you get uh, Nico's Telegram service for Mooney Valley and Ballarat this weekend. Uh, 25 bucks a week, you get too many a week, so uh, he had a bit of a buy yesterday, but he's going to give you the Friday, Saturday, so great time to uh, chime in if you want to have a bit uh, this weekend. Thanks, Nico, and we'll see you next week for uh, our last show. Thanks, boys. All right, it's uh, time to have a quick look in uh, Ascot or Perth for Saturday's race. It's been a happy hunting ground for uh, Trav, so we'll just have a look at the market only. Uh, it's pretty cramped with the addition of Zaki, 1,800 metre group one for uh, $1.5 million. Insane. $2.50 Zaki. Alsafina $6.50. A lot of good men, $9.50. Bustler, $10. Zip away, $11. So, uh, that was one of uh, Trav's tips in the guineas. Uh, the three-year-old uh, stepping up there, $11. And then Dom to shoot, $13. Zoom on uh, one of Walt's sources, uh, Gay Bot with Ollie. Barrier 15 is a little bit sticky, $17. Tricks of the trade, $19. Forgot you. DK's camp, Trent Nat for uh, Paul Harvey, $21. And you've got Marachino, 26. The Velvet Queen, $26. Righto, Trav. Uh, tell us who uh, who wins this one and why
3: likely Zaki I think if he turns up at his best he will he's best of this campaign he should be winning the northerly on Saturday little concern for mine is just is he still got that knockout punch um in his races he's he's probably had his chance to win a few races this campaign earlier on and he couldn't do it but that was against fangirl and think it over it's a much easier race he gets jay mac who seems to get the best out of him and The race sets up really well for him. I I couldn't really suggest anyone to bet around him. I think he'll get a little bit out from that $2.50 range. I I reckon you'll get $3 on the day. Uh, Then there'll be a bit of resistance with those two, three-year-olds down the bottom. They'll have some money, a lot of good men and zip away. And I think there'll be good money for Pike's Mayor, El Safina. But, yeah, it looks his race on paper at uh, a few of those... uh, Perth Gallopers, they're going to have to rise a little bit to, to get to his level if he brings a, a sort of performance like he did in the Cox Plate.
1: Mm-hmm. I see, uh, well, Zoom on's an interesting one. I thought he's uh, really good in the uh, five diamonds around Unspoken, Detonated Jack. That form sort of uh, marries up okay here, but he's pretty short in the Perth Cup, and there's another race in between that he's also suited uh, suited over 2100. Hmm. You can just follow Zaki across. You've got uh, J-Mac Barrier 10, and then you've got uh, Zoom on 15, D Oliver.
2: Well, just going to get Trav to organise the same one Gary did for Overpass last week. <laughs> if you can just get Zoom on to just go. Straight I, on the buttons. I believe yeah. what I was
3: watching there. Five
2: five dollars a place looks insane. Yeah, was it was it was ridiculous, wasn't it? The first two hundred meters you were like, Oh this no, is why haven't I had twenty seven yeah, million was just on no this? One, a 1200
3: uh, meter race with no speed. You mm-hmm. got outside the lead overpass and He's never had it so easy in his life. And then Jay Parr pulled him to the middle of the track and everyone wanted to stay on the fence. It was just crazy. Uh,
1: puntingform.com.au is the form guide that I use, DK, Trav, Nico. We all absolutely love it. So uh, you can flip-flop anywhere and do the form in a flash. So make sure you check out Puntingform.com.au, great supporters of the show. It's time now for
4: uh, Donny's Best. G'day, boys. Donnie's Best for this weekend. Comes up at nice and early at Eagle Farm. Race two, Walinga free fall. It drops back in grade a fair way. It drops back in distance also. Just it handy to the pace. Um, I think it's going to be too strong for the locals who haven't got many strong entries. So pretty keen on this one. Walinga free fall, race two, Eagle Farm. This
1: week's top two special is Randwick race one, number two, Barandana. We're going to go for, uh, oh, Walty, and we're going to put into Eagle Farm Race 2, Walinga Freefall, and it'll be uh, $6.50 for a $50 maximum bet. So we're going to try and steer clear of Ballarat with that uh, wet bog. I uh, don't like the look of that. And then uh, Zaki, oh, I feel like an idiot if we put those ones. Rather go down swinging with Walt and Donnie this weekend. Uh, nice. Night's Choice was uh, good for the, uh, the steam of followers, and there's uh, a couple of bets that we've got here. Ascot Race 8, number 1, Zaki, 6000 at $2.50. Gosh, you'd, you'd ask them uh, for that one again, I would have thought.
2: Well, it's weird. You saw Overpass last week looked, you know, weights and measures and, you know, we were backing it to win it Everest a couple of weeks ago and everyone, man, his dog was tipping it. you think it was going to start odds on, start end up getting near 5-2. to two. So interesting to see what the betting does with Zaki because he's similarly placed, isn't he, really?
1: Hmm, I was more confident probably last week with Overpass than I'm with Zaki this week. Yeah. It's a I'm a t- bit of a Zaki basher, though.
2: He does race well fresh. He's running the Cox Plate it was great, which is similar to... Overpass is first up run and then you know this it's pretty hard to yeah, you I know, if I'm a bookie, I'm not wanting to gap him, but I, I would have thought the same about overpass. So
1: mm. This one is a uh, horse we're all familiar with. Uh race four number nine, two hundred eleven dollars now, six fifty. Uh this one's off the map. It's uh, Holly Lolly. So uh plenty of ability this horse.
2: Trav? Why are you looking at me? Jesus Christ. I yeah.
3: look at you all the time. Oh. By Merton's on, got a very good record on soft tracks, that horse, so hasn't seen a heavy, but, uh, yeah, that that may be why the, the money's come.
1: Yeah, and the next one here is Baldino, and it's 230 at at uh, $10 here. This looks a uh, pretty deep race. you got Atmosphere, uh, Baldino, as I said, uh, Space Tracker, Rogue Rocker, Lounge Bar Ruby, Brun King, Bermadez, and uh, Lafargue, Meridus, oh, ton of grit. Uh, I'm not sure what the state the track's going to be in by that stage, but uh, can sort of see why they're fav Baldino here.
3: Yeah, he's absolutely flying that horse. The very last hundred meters of 1400 will be his uh, sort of issue. You'll be certainly hanging on there, DK late. I reckon with Baldino.
0: Yeah, especially if, yeah, will be, but uh, he wouldn't want it too testing either. In that same scenario,
1: I think that's uh, yeah. I think I can make a case for four other horses, so I'd be willing to take that one on personally. Uh, Eagle Farm race two, number 11, is Parachuter, and definitely haven't got that far, but uh, that goes head-to-head against uh, Donny's horse, in Willinga Freefall, so I think we'll side with uh, Donny there, but it's been uh, $9 into six fifty from the Toby Edmonds yard, so obviously have to respect that stable. They've got plenty of ability, and the last one here is uh, round, race 7, number 21, and it's Williamsburg, 350 at $20, and I'd be surprised if that horse won't wins, but it's a complete another um, raffle that yeah, race. Yeah,
2: probably should have won last week. Uh, it's a good ride there. Get similar sort of situation. It's one of twenty chances in the
1: race. <laughs> <laughs> uh DK, you're going to tip us another scratchy uh, this week. Ain't no deal scratched. You got, uh, a deal you scratch, got a, Yeah, you <coughs> did. You did tip plenty of ammo. So I'll, I'll give, I'll give oh, you a bit okay, of a. Like that.
0: But uh, anyway, back on that horse, plenty of ammo. If you want to quickly talk about, very quickly, arguably uh, be top 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 draw mare. It'll be chasing Pride of Jenny in, in those big group ones. Uh in the future, don't worry about that. This is a uh, you just don't see horses do what this horse has done. It's last. Forget about anything before this prep. It had trouble getting in the barriers, been slow getting to the track. It's three wins this prep. Horses just don't do. I've been doing the race a long time. Horses don't do what it's doing. So um it's top draw. Uh and I'll go uh Mole Maiden, Mooney Valley tomorrow, Mile Maiden. Um geez, that favourites come up short, see a light. Um so I'm looking for universally uh, third up, 1600. Uh, when it saw daylight the other day, when it got to the outside of horses the other day, it really lengthened. So um, D-Bates can just sit off them, uh, show it some daylight, come around them and be strong at the end of a mile. So uh, one eight or one nine universally, something like that, Mooney Valley tomorrow night. thought would run a good race. That's not a bad price either for 7 or 2 or something.
1: Universally, Mooney Valley nights, race 1, number 8. All right. Let's... Uh that's a wrap from uh, from us at the show, and we'll be back definitely back next week for our uh, final show of the year, and then everyone will uh, get a well earned break and we'll uh, we'll duck into the paddock. So a lot of a uh, lot of big news in the last twenty four hours, and I'm sure it's all just going to uh, flesh out over the next sort of week. So uh, there'll be plenty of chatter, and as DK says, never a dull moment. There's always things happening all the time. Beware the weather uh, down south, especially, and hopefully we've uh, tipped you in a couple of winners. And uh, we'll see you next week. And thanks, boys. Great show. Thanks.